once again to the M4 Project. As always, I'm Matthew Jelenic. I'm Michael Sullivan. And I'm Morgan Davidson. And I have something embarrassing to tell you. Oh, do tell. Please. Uh, so not that embarrassing, but you all know the term curb and guttering. Yes. Okay. Well, being Australian, we say it quickly and we drop things out. So what my mind heard was curb and guttering. Yeah. And my wife's an engineer and she loves to have a piss out of because I actually only realised only a fair few years ago that I put the two together. I was like, oh, it's curb and guttering. I thought it was curb and guttering designed by Mr. Kerbin. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a new, new tech, obviously it was a new kind of technique they'd used to gutter things. And, <laughs> and yeah. since... Named after him. Yeah. You know, like revolutionary waterfly or something like that. A, a, a certain like, angle they use. Yep. And I was like, I was like oh, of course. Curve, Curve and guttering. And, and she was like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. You're not wrong though, because I, I can't think of an example, but I've done similar it's, things where it's just the Australia, because we drop vowels, drop spaces and say it as quick as we can. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's a... Oh, yeah, cool. But usually when I'm like seven or eight... Yeah, no. Not, not when no, I'm... No, I was just... I just... Well, I think I heard it once and I just would have went with it. It's like... It's good. It's, it is, literally. It's curb and guttering. Curb and guttering. Curb and guttering. Not curb and guttering. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it just, it just well, went... Who was Jonathan Kerbin? Kerbin. I don't know. Mr. Kerbin was a revolutionary... I definitely should be called of, Keith. ...of water flow. Anyways, yes. that's... <laughs> Good old Keith Kerbin. Um, so this week we had Gabriel... Gabriel, tell me about Gabriel. What's the which was box? my was my pick? Uh, it's set in purgatory. It follows the archangel Gabriel's fight to rid purgatory of the even evil fallen angels and save the souls of the inhabitants. So, since the beginning of time, heaven and hell have fought over purgatory and the souls trapped inside. This is in this world, not in the general sense of purgatory. Purgatory being uh, like a waiting room for souls that haven't quite met their criteria to go straight to heaven and must grind it out in this place until their spiritual goodness meter goes into the holy zone and then they ascend. Um, <laughs> anyway, like it's all shitty, very convoluted. Like game yeah. <laughs> anyway, heaven... Um, <laughs> heaven has sent uh, seven archangels um, and hell has sent seven fallen angels to duke it out for control and to be honest under Samael uh, they are kicking butt the fallen angels mm -hmm. they have transformed the city into a seedy dark underworldy place Gabriel is the last of the seven and he's just arrived and he's trying to find out what the fuck has happened to his comrades that came before him and how the hell is he going to restore light that's a pretty uh, that's good Back of the box. Thank you. Any alternative, Mike? I don't. I actually didn't think of any alternative titles this week. I haven't got anything. Sorry, boys. Uh, Aussie angel-based matrix. That yeah, that's that's less hilarious, more factual. <laughs> it's just factual. It's straight up. That's what it is. It's pretty much what it is. angels and gun smoke. I ooh, came up with. ooh, the gun smoke was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was one of the, it was one of the plus sides of the movie. I'm gonna say sensual. Almost. It was very sensual. So this is an indie film. To be honest, it was it was a shoestring budget. Uh, some of the effects are dating. They do yeah. come off poorly at times. Mm -hmm. The fact that this was made for $150,000. Holy crap. That, that's that's what I kept yeah. going back to myself. Like, this was done on yeah. a small budget. Yeah. Like, like, with no government funding. They took that's in, rare for an Aussie yeah, film. They took in close to $1.5 at the box office for this. Ten times profit. Ten times. Ten yeah. Profit. For everything that this film does, for the fact that it was 150000 is amazing. Like, yeah. Even if you go, oh, and you, you go, oh, that budget. They stretched that budget so well considering the absolute shockers that we've seen by someone like scott Ooh. shaw uh like return of the rollerblade 7 and frogtown 3 they were both made for double yeah. the budget that these guys have with that so 
you know, can you imagine what they would yeah. have done with the double? We need to watch uh, Guns of El Chupacabra because I saw <laughs> its budget was three million, and this will be my ballpark for like if if that's as crap as the other ones that he's done, and this did something for one hundred and fifty thousand, which. For all intents and purposes, yep. I personally think was quite decent. Yep. Yeah, that would be a good judging point of what Scott Shaw could do with three million. Oh. We've seen what he can do with three hundred thousand, okay. and it is not much. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not doing a Scott Shaw episode, but I guarantee Scott Shaw is pocketing the majority of his money. Yeah. Anything else in? in- no, that's pretty much uh, the yeah the the intro of what the uh, what the film is about in the back of the box. Yeah. Um, we can move probably straight into some characters if you want. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So obviously, I'm gonna start off with Gabriel. Gabriel. Yep. I'll let you guys go first. Yeah, Mikey Gabriel. Andy, Andy Whitfield um, plays Gabriel. I, as soon as he came on the screen, I was like, I know that face. I've seen that guy. And he plays Spartacus in, ah. the, in the recent Spartacus series. series. Yeah. Um, and I was like, he was really good in that. I remember they changed Spartacus. And I was like, oh man, what? A, apparently he... He passed away. He sad, passed away. Sad, yeah, he, he passed, passed away. He did too. In, of um, lymphoma. The correct term is conjoint. Oh wait, wrong, wrong episode. Wrong episode. Which was really, I got really sad because um, he was a really good actor in general. Yeah. Really good. He, his his character did seem sort of similar to him in, in Spartacus, but I think that's just because he was just so fresh to the scene. He hadn't yeah, done probably. that much, and he was still yeah. finding his finding his way. Um, I thought he basically <laughs> carried this movie essentially. I think his performance in this was probably the best one of all of them. Yeah. Uh, it really set the tone for a lot of the movie. Yeah. Um, his performance. So I, yeah, hats off to him for in this one. Saved it. It did pretty well. To start off in, in, at the the very start, it comes off a bit. Yeah. But that's yeah. because like it, so it starts off with Gabriel. He's arriving in his new human form, and it seems a bit what the fuck is going on. But he he's like for all intents and purposes, he's uttering, he's, uttering nonsensical yeah. gibberish and falling over a lot, which is him trying to do a crash course on having on a human body for the first yeah. time. Mm. Which I, I got pretty quickly like with all the screaming. I was like, well, yeah, if you've never technically Spoken. heard yeah or seen through mortal form before. That's going to be blinding and deafening and he's grabbing his ears and screaming and gutturally just trying to figure out what his mouth does. Yeah, and you see him falling over and you're like, why the fuck is he falling over? And you're like, ah, that's, yeah. Because I'd forgotten. I was like, he's falling over. I was like, yeah, he's trying to walk for the first time, of course. Mm. Duh. Um, It's like someone coming out of a coma. Yeah. Or Bambi, fresh from the (laughs) (laughs) bench. Jesus Christ. (laughs) 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 Have you anything else to say on Andy Whitfield's Gabriel? Uh, Andy Whitfield, uh... No, uh, in terms of the character, yeah, his, his performance is fine. A little bit bland in places, but he is yeah. meant to be like, I'm an angel. I haven't got that much of a personality. In terms of personality and emotion because I am a sheep. He does have a few moments where he starts to sort of break and be like, what the f-? And you're like, okay, yeah, he's starting to learn. In terms of how he looks... I didn't. wasn't a fan of his tattoos. No, that was they were terrible. Black up the yeah, neck. Yeah, you saw you saw throughout the film. Yeah. But there's a scene where you see all of his tattoos, and they just look painted on. They look badly painted on, like the edges are even the where it's supposed to be a nice curve is jaggedy, and, and it just didn't look. No. When I first saw the ones at the neck, it came just after he had the hand healing up. Yeah. I thought they were neck wounds, uh, and they were, and then they were going to just heal up. And I was like, ah, from a previous battle or something, it just came from. But no, they're just. It's bad tattoos. Bad tattoos. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did a job, a decent job of the compassionate Gabriel. That came across mm. fairly well, and I like he, he looked well placed in this gritty, grimy sort of world with angels and demons fighting with guns. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. I think so. Samael. Samael is the big bad guy of the film. He's the leader of the fallen angels, and he kind of looks like Alice Cooper with less eye makeup and less eye color because his eyes are white, except for the pupil. 
Samael. Played by Dwayne Stevenson. I actually didn't mind him. I thought he was a little bit overacted in parts. Overacted in parts, but at the same time, I I was fine with it. Because I, I think a mixture of the budget and yeah, sure. also the just the nature of the story is like... He's supposed to be a fallen angel who's all um, evil. It's like he, he was good enough to get a pass, Mark. Yeah, yeah. This is the one with the freaky white eyes. Yeah. He's the white eyed. Yeah, he. Yeah, all I could see was just the eyes. It was just like constantly. They the pierced eyes. into you, didn't they? Yeah, it was like like a I cat's know, butthole. It was. I'm guessing they had to have been digitally put on, or he had the the, the, oh, the, the contacts. Yeah, the contacts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was just like they're very piercing. Well, yeah, when you have absolutely no iris or, or anything like that, it's yeah. literally just pupils darting around in head. It's almost cartoony yeah. to a little degree. It seemed Had a little they bit... been like a light grey or... Like almost to the point where I felt like he looks like he's a bit uncomfortable. Like yeah, yeah. That, he's, that he's got these things in when he's trying to act. Yeah, his eyes bit... were pretty wide open. Yeah, they were big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought he was one of the more interesting characters because a lot of the other characters allude to something not being as it seems in regards to Samael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's revealed towards the end of the movie that that is sort of the case. But he was a cool character. Like yeah. he he'd harnessed uh, the powers of the other demons to make himself stronger. Uh, yep. So he was basically undefeatable. Mm. But yeah, other characters, Mike, anyone? Uh, we we'll go next with Jade, the, the female. Amateel. Yeah. The angel Amateel. Or yep. slash Jade. Yep. <laughs> the former age of Amateel. Uh, she was a... She was a sexy fucking angel. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. She was attractive. She, she's a very Samantha Noble. Samantha Noble. Well, she was stripped of her wings, of her wings after losing a fight with Samantha. Yeah, Samantha and basically went, all right, you can be mortal now, but you can live as a prostitute. Boom, there you go. So, sorry, just to interrupt you on that. The, yep. the reason why she had the choice of death yep. or being stripped of wings, and death because in it, this world yeah. is total death. It's uh, the, the, soul s- the soul dies. You cease to be at all. You don't ascend, you don't descend, you just gone. Yep. So, obviously, she, she went she with chose to live. being a prostitute to degrade her even further. Mm. Yeah, I, she was casting that role, and she's a very attractive young lady. She didn't have that many lines, and there wasn't enough real time for her to be developed as a character. Mm. So I'm not sure whether it's a case of her. I, I can't really comment on her acting ability, uh, but the character was very, very, very light. It just felt like a your, your stock standard outline of a love interest. There we go. Love interest that needs to be saved. Yeah, yeah. damsel in distress. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. But I also think the dishevelled look they had her go for worked well in the in that uh, in the role they put her in. The, yeah, yeah, well, the role they put her into the fact that she'd been stripped of wings and she'd been made to be a prostitute, like and she was using drugs to basically cope to cope with life. life. That I really liked that. I, I just I she played that well yeah. like it, yeah well that, that interesting where she was broken she was fine yeah i was like okay that's interesting but the moment she got cleaned up it's like i'm just love interest yeah it, yeah became more there's, there's no no dialogue nothing for her to be like i have these thoughts and feelings it's just i care about you yeah yeah it's like, oh. when she was sort of getting high to like and then she passed out she's like oh did we do stuff mm. and like that was yeah it was really i liked that um well, it was character building yeah and that was the only character development she had so there were plenty of other angels and demons in the movie. There was Moloch, Lilith, Uriel, and Raphael, but they were only really limited to bit parts. Mm-hmm. There was one more fallen angel I wanted to talk about, and that was Asmodeus, mm-hmm. played by Michael uh, Piccarelli. 
he was probably one of my favourite characters because he was so obsessed with himself way yeah. he looked. Well, he's he, not. Yeah. yeah, and well, Demon's always portrayed it as that. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he had that sex slave that he was making her like forcibly get plastic surgery or face so she'd look like him so he could be having sex with himself. himself. Yeah. That was yeah. just like, oh my God, you disgusting thing. You like, horrible demon. You horrible yeah. fucking demon. I love that it played on that self-obsessed. Mm. Like, because he was sitting there just looking in the mirror at himself. Yeah, and himself. Then, yeah, yeah. And then he'd look yeah. in the mirror at himself and then pan it to her but, and quiver again and then pan back to him and quiver again. It's yeah, like, it's like, oh, you are so filthy and disgusting. You're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anyone else you really wanted to mention? No, uh, Asmodeus was again really a cool character I actually sort of when I was sort of watching him for a little bit I thought if they didn't get what's his face for Loki yeah Tom Hiddleston or whatever his name was like I reckon you might have done he looked, okay he looked apart and well he, he looked very much like Tom Hiddleston to a part to a degree but yeah he could do that really creepy snarky little yeah oh, I'm gonna do a terrible I can't thing. remember what his name was but the Guy with the dreadlocks. The, he, yeah, he was, was my, cool. my favorite looking character. Was yeah, he, he, he looked yeah, most awesome. visually striking. Yeah, besides the eyes, yeah. piercing white. <laughs> but no, just the dreads, and he had the little the little nose piercing. Yeah, piercings yeah. just on his nose there, and he looked his favorite visual visual looking character. Yeah, he looked like a demon as well. He yeah. looked. There was no doubt. He looked like like a Street Fighter character. Yeah, <laughs> he absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. Any other characters? No. I, I don't think think there's any really worthwhile going into. Like, so there was plenty of other characters, but they were really only bit parts. Like, well, they were just exposition. Yeah, it, so. Uriel was there. Lilith looked cool in her like dominatrix style, yep. uh, black yeah. leathery or pleather, latexy pleather sort of shit. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Gonna cartwheel into scenes. Looks in tone. Looks in tone. Looks in tone. That's what I meant. I think uh, for this one, it's it was going for the dark and gritty because. In the purgatory, darkness is winning, and thus the city is dark, dark and, and dead. Gritty, and all yes. that sort of mm. thing. It's all dark and gritty. The way that it's shot and all that kind of thing. There's some certain scenes that definitely don't hold up just no. due to the budget. You can yeah. say that was and a really cheap set. Various one uh, or like one long panning shot through a through a street that's yeah, all so CG, hard, but it's yeah. really bad CG. Yeah. You know. Ooh. Yeah, a few, a few things like that where they're just trying to do the big establishing shot of where they are and this is purgatory, it's a dying, yeah. dilapidated city and it's peeing through. It's like, okay. And just a few just general scenes of, of, of when he's walking through, like initially walking through and he sees the first homeless little family and that kind of thing. That sort of, very one of the very first scenes, like, ooh, okay, low budget. I didn't realise it was as low as it was. I've done actually quite well now that I know how much Yeah, that's what spent. I mean. Like Some of the things look really bad, but when but, you take... The budget, even the CGI. Yeah. When you take the budget in, you're like, "That's forgiven." Like, <laughs> yeah, for, for your sins are forgiven in Victor. No, yeah, like there's, there's a few scenes where it's just not quite lit lit correctly for what they're trying to do. But overall, it's a dark and gritty, low budget action film, and I think it, it does what it's trying to do. Like you said, with the exception of those couple little CGI parts, the actual like practical effects sort of scenes that you see. It reminded me very much of that rundown city look that you see in the city in the crow. Yeah, that was very very similar. I think they styled it almost yep. off that one. Like, oh, uh, that that looked good, so we're going to try and do that. And I was, I was getting it was some close. scenes. Some scenes I think looked like like uh, like Sin City. Yeah, there were some yeah. shots that did look like a city, just like black and white with just rain mm-hmm. and buildings and that sort of in that sort of style. I thought they must. Because it came out after Sin City, right? The original yeah. Sin City. Oh, uh, 2007. So yeah. maybe... It's close. I, yeah. close. Well, I think Sin City came out when we were still in high school, the first one. I thought it would have, yeah. I could probably so, just look it up. young kids, mate. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did get that strong that that strong visual feeling like whether they were going for that or whether it was just in like consequential with the exception of those few little CGI's though, they mainly use the practical effect which yeah. worked well on their budget I suppose I really liked the angel's eyes uh, when they went blue when they were draw- drawing yeah. from the source or yeah. from the light blue the when they're basically openly being an angel, angel. Mm. but the angels uh, uh, early on at the Gabriel encounters Uriel and Uriel explains like we can hide our eyes because everyone knows blue means angel and you do this thing you can hide your eyes and get your brown eyes back and the angels have these dark brown so the fallen yeah the fallen sorry yeah the fallen have the, the dark brown except for Samuel who has, who has whiteness um, but that was that was like a very easy cool thing you can have to like you can see what they're doing and, it, and uh, for me it added to it when they're actually yeah. using it to do that it's a very simple special effect sort of ish yep. style thing they can just be like oh yeah I look sweet. normal but I look, I'm sorry. look at my eyes I'm yeah. doing this yeah work for me work for me I thought the tone of purgatory though in general looks like for the fact that the bad guys were in in charge it looked pretty much on point yeah yeah it looked nice like it looked very very grayscale lots of blues as well in there just dark overall which mm-hmm. is what they're going for so thumbs yeah. up yeah uh, is there anything else you want to say on looks and tone no um yeah overall it's it's not a movie that you look at and go Ew. yeah it's just a movie you go oh no okay i'd say probably its visuals are probably one of its strong points honestly yeah. i'd say overall um the story yeah, for whatever it is. Yeah, but the looks of it, like looks and tone, were on point for, okay. for what it was trying to portray. I reckon that was probably the, the high tone, the high tone of the movie for me. Overall, what do we like? Not like? Who wants to go first? You can go first. Overall, don't really like it all that much, to be perfectly frank. The story. I'm perfectly frank. <laughs> Continue. No, it looked nice. Uh, the acting was fine, but the story was kind of bland and re- like a rehash type thing. It felt like it took too much from other movies. Like it felt very Matrixy, very I don't know. It just didn't feel like it had enough there to keep me interested, and it sort of dragged on as well. Yeah, it was a bit slow in parts. It, it like, just, okay, I know what's going to happen. Just yeah. Pick it, up the pace it just bit. shy of two hours for what they had to cover in it. I felt like they could have chopped back easily 20, 30 minutes out of the runtime. So, that, yeah, it kind of it kind of lagged on for me a bit. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? Yeah, in the same boat. Like, there was a couple times where they... Repetition is fine in storytelling, but when there's certain little character things where it's like, if you die here, you die. It's like, yeah, we know. If you die the previous game. angel told me that. <laughs> But thanks for the thanks for the info. And it, it, if anything, I'd probably say it's probably an angel and a half too long. Because <laughs> Gabriel goes on this quest to find well, what happened to the other angel. I need to go find them. They're all either hiding or in, in, incapacitated and that kind of thing. And it's just sort of okay. Yep, yep. You're finding them. That's all and good. And I understand that. Hey, if he wants to win, he has to get all of these troop behind him. Come on. Yes, he found another one, and this one's going to tell you the same thing. You can't do it. You can't win. And he'll go. Yes, we can. And then inevitably reveal their position. <laughs> and tell them, it's like, oh, that's where they both are. Cool. Yeah, I, I hadn't watched it. I came out in 2007. I think I must have watched it in 2008 or 2009. Like, it was one of those things where I said to you guys last week, I'd probably just like, oh, I really wish I hadn't watched this again to sleep. Like, I was still happy with the fact that I picked it, but I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't, this is age since I watched it. Yep. Um, but I, again, the storyline definitely does drag out a little bit. 
I liked the fighting scenes, but what they did again, how they did it, and why they did it, the way they did it, yeah. they were they were decent enough. I really liked the first one against Moloch, yeah. um, with Gabriel. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I liked. I, I just dig to see these angels, who are these above beings, in this grimy set, fighting with knives and silenced weapons. Yeah, yeah. Like the, it didn't. It didn't promise more than delivered. Like it promised no, exactly what it delivered. Delivered. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're we're in mortal form so we have limited capacity yeah, so. yeah. enhanced but limited capacity I, I really liked the gun scenes though they were they were they were done well like um, mm-hmm. and then a few scenes where people got shot like the splatter effect yeah. like when Moloch gets shot you see him get shot and you see it come out the, like, yeah, at the back at the back of him, back of him like wall. Wall, and you're like wow that for the, again for budget and yeah. that sort of stuff you that did a fucking well. great job of that yeah. the fighting scenes for, for actors that again if you're paying big dollars in other movies you're getting professional actors and mm-hmm. they film from a bit of a distance and it looks like them unless you're Tom Cruise where you're doing it yourself yeah. sort of thing or they at least have three months of training exactly right where these guys weren't probably did it themselves and looked decent enough yeah for it to get like you cool fair That's enough like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think in terms of, of just talking about the fight scenes the best the best fight scene for me was actually the one where you could see the least uh, when he goes to fight Aramain the, the drug dealer yeah. dreaded one mm. k- kills the lights and it's just this gun battle lit by gun flashes very sort of reminiscent to the scene in Equilibrium yep, yep. Uh, so it's just gun flashes and people falling and screaming and bullet bullets flying across the screen I thought that was well executed I was like okay that's, that's, that's well done but although it has nuggets of niceness throughout it it's overall got, it's got equal things as well like where they did some of the bullet time slow-mo felt tacky and a bit well then again I think the reason it felt tacky was well two reasons one it was made in 2007 yeah, yeah. so at the time bullet time was still probably was a big the thing. thing yeah to the budget yeah well, that's, if they could polish it if they could polish it enough maybe it would have been like yeah that was awesome but that's, it did feel a bit yeah. cartoony bullets Boom. at each other yeah yeah, like, that's what it kept coming back. Even some of the like the, the slow mo fight scenes, it was kind of like they kind of slowed down the film, and it just the word interpolated kind of yeah. things, so like kind of blurred as they're moving around. Oh, the, looked, yeah, there was that's when he's actually fist fighting Aramane. Yeah, I think they're actually moving super really fast. fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they're meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> meant to be looking like that, but it's clearly a mix between they were doing the moves slowly to be safe, and then it sped up, and then yeah. sort of slightly smudged. You know, and after it looked effects. a little bit jarring. It looked a bit rough, especially because he'd never done that. Yeah. But it, the film it, it does keep coming back to the budget and like it's it's the 150,000 150k for what they did that's bloody impressive for what they've done Even the, the like, actors would have done it for basically fuck all yeah like when you consider it they also would have chucked in like yeah. Yeah, fuck all the other scene that I really liked is the similar uh, Gabriel Hills Amatel and you see all the drugs coming out of her veins. So I thought that was just a, a, a it was a powerful scene mm-hmm. um, like she'd become this junkie he basically cope, he yeah. grabs her heals her and you see all the, the hair or what yeah. you give suppose I think you're supposed to think it's heroin yeah. but all this drugs just start oozing this black ooze out of all the veins where she's injected it mm. I thought it was a powerful scene and the way they portrayed it in this black grimy world to have this black grimy ooze come yeah. out of her uh, I just yeah I, I really really like it was one of my pic- yeah. picks of the scenes you was like yeah, yeah they did that Absolutely. they did it really well yeah, and, and in that scene, like her reaction is like, "How dare you!" It's like, not like, "Oh, thanks for getting the drugs." Most of it's like, "How dare you!" I was doing that deliberately. Yeah, you basically ruined my high. Yeah, uh, it's like I'm, I'm trying to blind myself in this world by using using drugs, and now I can see all the grime again. Thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah would you recommend it? Um, I I would probably. It's again like the past couple of weeks. It's a specific audience. 
Like, if you're into cinema and that sort of thing, it's like, hey, look at what you can do with $150,000. Sure. Or if they're looking, it's like, what's an example of an Australian action film? There are few and fair, but like, few and far between. Few actions, yeah. Just action films that are made in the, in the Aussie film space. Didn't mean to interrupt there. Would you recommend? No, no. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's who I'd recommend it to. Okay. Overall, generally, again, it's probably like a subtle watch, so you can put it on and be doing something else and be like, oh, okay, cool. A bit of light entertainment. Yeah. Mm. Um, I... Probably wouldn't with this one. I think I'd give it a pass. Um, I think it's if someone wants to watch some Aussie cinema, some actual Aussie action cinema. I mean, yeah, give them a go. Yeah, at a certain point, it's getting too specific. Yeah, yeah it's really. getting very. You niche. can find a person for any. It's getting movie. very niche. Or again, it, like you said, on a on a small budget, they've done really well. So I could maybe do it. But overall, I probably wouldn't. I feel like you can get better from many other places for what they were trying to go for. So probably would give this one a pass. There's a lot of crap movies in. The ter- the genre of angel demony fighting mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. There's some good and some bad ones. I actually don't think this one rates so badly when it comes to that sort of a yeah. a thing. So if you're into the good versus evil and you like a difference, that's what I, what I like about it is it's meant taking the a classical good versus evil demon angel thing and it's went yeah, but what if they were in an underworld and had guns? Yeah, uh, that's what I liked about it in the sense that. I'd say give it a watch. Yeah. Again, it's very specific. He's like, oh, do you like indie films? Yeah. Uh, and do you like Angels and Death? Yeah, sure. Watch this thing. Um, again, I come back to the fact that for all the things that weren't great about it, you take in that budget and they did quite well. Paranoia was made for around $20 <laughs> million, right? Yeah. They don't even give you a... They don't give you a set thing. I've said twenty million because they say on there it was made between fifteen and $30 million, right? So I'm saying $20 million. Paranoia reference of the week. Can you imagine what this director mm. could have done with that much money? Can yeah. you imagine what he would have done with double, considering what he did with what he had? Imagine yeah. he had Scott Shaw's budget yeah. for fucking Return of the Rollblade 7, where there's only there's missing six of them, number one. <laughs> um, as I said, it's an indie film. I thought it was a cool enough story. Uh, yeah, if you like that angel versus demons sort of thing, you like that indie feel, I, and a cool concept mm. with a grimy backdrop, I'd say give it a watch. Looking back, as I said before, I wished I had have watched it again. I probably wouldn't have chosen it because, again, I just went, watched it and went, yeah, it wasn't as good as I th- I remember yeah. it being, so I probably wouldn't have recommended it. Mm. I, I sort of said to you guys, not for the podcast, but give this a watch. It's a yeah. decent indie film for the budget they made yeah. it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, probably not. Right now? Mm. Well, on that mystical, magical note, we're going to have a quick little break. I'm going to drop in some cool little music and sound effects that I now have access to. And then we'll come back to some spoiler dudes. Incoming spoilers and the sounds of us eating snacks. Back with the spoiler dudes. This is a film that actually kind of does. If you've watched the film, you probably saw it coming as much as I did and probably mm-hmm. got it from some of the stuff we said during the podcast. The final battle occurs and Samel sort of looks at Gabriel and Gabriel looks at Samel and... Talky, talky, talky. And they kiss. They, they just start passion. Just. No. Uh, Samuel is actually Michael. Well, Michael corrupted Samuel with his own hatred and took his form. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, Michael, they're big, talking. Michael, big bad guy is Michael the Archangel. Archangel. Yeah. Michael, they're talking about constantly all the way through the movie. Oh, you're his only rival. Oh, Michael, he's the best guy we have besides but he's, you. He's oh. gone, we think. <laughs> like, no one says he's just, like, he just disappeared. It's like, okay. It's the classic soap opera thing. If you don't find the body, they'll be back in a couple of seasons. Yeah. 
Uh, it was it was a Dead Zag giveaway with the fact that his eyes were different like, yeah, to every other demon. Every other demon. They were light. Yeah. Um, but they were evil and menacing. Mm-hmm. And they refer to him a heap of times. They yeah. say like if you weren't around, if this like the demons yeah. like your the what the, the Dominatrix uh, demon, Lilith, uh, she looks at me and goes, Your presence uh, your presence disgusts me. It's yeah. Like, well, evidently, I knew long before then that was mine. Because I'm like, well, absolutely, because he's an angel. Yeah. <sighs> but there was a few other comments that led to it. But yeah. yeah, no big spoiler in the end. But you kind of see it coming. Like, yeah, you see, it, you see it coming. But at the same time, for the story, if he didn't, that would have been a bigger twist. Yeah. Like, that's exactly. <laughs> Michael's just like, wait, what? They didn't cover where Michael was. No man, we didn't fuck about Michael. We said he was missing. Oh no! It was like Gabriel starts falling off the roof, and Michael runs in and goes, "No, oh shit." He's been hiding all this time. I don't know. But yeah, that, that's about it in terms of spoiler. Uh, the falling off the roof part. Yes. I did find something else. Yes. Uh, what was something else? There's something else. I think you, you do the same thing that I do occasionally. Like I'll after a movie go, okay, let's see what Wikipedia says. And yeah. in this, there's an, an additional part to the ending, which is meant to be post-credits, which wasn't in the version that I watched, where Gabriel turns up next to Jade with classic brown eyes and just a nicer clothing. But I don't think anything's said. I think they just hold hands. It's like, ah, so he's been gifted mortality, but he hasn't lived in perfect True. Yeah. The falling off the building scene is just him going, fuck you all, I'm killing myself? Yes. Yeah. Basically, as he says to, to God, I hope I'll see you one day because he knows that what he's doing is, is suicide so, and thus killing himself. And he says, I think he even says, I hope you I'm, forgive me. Yeah. Because, uh, and, and before he jumps off, even before he says all that forgive me stuff, he says, I have to know why. I have to know what's going on. And so I think he's doing that in the hopes that he'll be brought back. Give uh, similar to Jay, ripped away of his archangel status to live as a mortal and figure out what is going on in this purgatory. I. Well, my biggest pet peeve and gripe with the movie is the very last bit of the ending because, again, he's exi- if he kills himself, nothing changes. He just dies. And my yep. biggest annoyance is they didn't really do a scene where he kills Samael. Actually, for, for number one, before he kills Samael, who's actually Michael, the world should have basically returned to normal yep. because dark isn't in control. They're even. It should come to some sort of a being where it isn't yep. dark and grimy. Mm-hmm. As soon as he does actually kill Samael... Yep. It should start going lo- uh, a well, nicer and, place well, to it, live. It doesn't. Well, we don't know the full process. Because I think he's I'm, supposed yeah. to return. He's supposed to go, all right, I'm done and I'll leave and shoot yeah. up into the sky. We're like, I'm back, like, Dad. Neo. And then, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then basically punch her in the crowd and let all the light in. I think that's what, what was meant to happen. So Buddy went, I'm jumping. Uh, if for audio listeners, I was just giving the double barrel figure to the sky. Uh, and then that's why he, he jumped. He's like, I'm Fuck not coming all. back. You can fix it because we've won. Your problem. But peace out, y'all. I ain't coming back. And then he jumped. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. With the a, a, like, li- a little bit more polish on that scene with a few. Or just not have it. Have, have like, a hope. Like, you don't even have to show him jumping. Like, because yeah. if you don't see it, it never happened. You can just lead up to the fact that's what's going to happen. It's more powerful because you know what the fuck happened. Um, or, or even better, like, the clouds part and you get the classic god light sort of thing. And he's like, oh, and he goes, forgive me, and turns and just walks back into the building. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Done. They've won. Light has returned, but he's turned his back on it. And then just like a really heavy metal. Thing. The end. And the credits. <laughs> sort of thing. You see his eyes turn brown or yeah. with that red tint. <laughs> he's been backed up because he knew to eat, but he didn't know to shit. Yeah. <laughs> the entire movie. 
You gotta eat. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was a great. That was a <laughs> you gotta get hungry. You gotta eat. Otherwise, you will die. die. <laughs> yeah. If he's been, yeah. Mikey, anything to add to that, mate? Oh, I was just trying to th- get the thoughts in my head of my pet peeve with this. In that they're they're fighting over the mortals in Purgatory. Yeah. My understanding of Purgatory in this particular thing was meant to be that it's it's a waiting ground as to whether they will go to hell or to heaven. Yeah, okay. So So I figured that them going one way or the other was independent or whatever the fuck the other guys No, were see, I looked into Purgatory a bit more and I did, I thought it was this, before I looked into I thought it was a bit I thought it was the same mm-hmm. as what you just said. Purgatory is not really for people going to hell. Oh, is it? They're, they're awaiting judgment. Whether yeah, but even it, either way, yeah. uh, from what I thought, purgatory was always up or down. Yeah. yeah. From purgatory is actually everyone in there basically can make heaven. Mm-hmm. They just haven't got their holy scale to full yet. Yeah. They're basically everyone's going to go to heaven. They just need to do something or find something or for, forgive, yeah. get the sins that they've yeah. done that weren't bad enough to send yeah. them to hell forgiven to go upwards. So yeah. it. Yes, why they are, why they're fighting over? I have no fucking. Okay, idea. well, it's actually semi-explained at the start, because uh, at the start it opens with a bit of text. Uh, the text explains that uh, for millions of years, as always, as always happened, there's heaven and hell. As well as there have always been two options after death: heaven and hell, and also there's purgatory. <laughs> uh, and what it says is uh, that people will go to purgatory if they have not yet been processed to go to heaven or hell. And whoever has control has the ability to sort of push people in a certain direction. Direction, yeah. That's my oversimplification of of what's said. So basically, why they want to have control is you kind of control the filter. It's always been a battle over the souls. Whoever has the most souls at the end of the game wins. So if the darkness controls the souls, like, well, the longer you're here and we create the world, create purgatory as a dark place, the more likely you are to continue sinning and thus end up getting processed down into hell. Or if they're the good guys have got control, it's like, yeah, you're going to get forgiveness, be all good, up you go, once you get processed. So that's why they're trying to fight it. They're in, in, within the world of this. In that, wo- in in that, in, world. In that world. Yeah, but I, looking into it in just in general, I was quite, I was like, oh, I always thought it was a here nor there, but really, from what I, from what I read, purgatory is not always, it's everyone in there is going to go to heaven at some point. Mm-hmm. They just need to get, get their holy meter, meter up yeah. far yeah. enough by for getting forgiven for the sins that they've yeah. created. Yeah, uh, in... Dante, the second book of the... And thus, Matt began to ramble about poetic literary fiction. As the hours passed and Matt continued to ramble, the others began to pray to various gods that he would stop. When he did, the recording of what he said was immediately destroyed, except for these final moments. Dude, sucks. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. It's like, what? You get to... It's like, yeah, I'm gonna next level. See you, bye. <laughs> cool so next week Mikey your pick Again. what, what thriller. is the thriller that you have picked <laughs> uh, I am going down the idle hands route I was comedy, thriller. Comedy, comedy thriller comedy thriller thriller comedy horror thriller comedy horror thriller still um, a thriller we don't care about the other two words you said Mike <laughs> yeah. essentially what it is is like I said stoner comedy horror young fella has his stoner mates and his hand as you may, suge- it may suggest, gets possessed by the devil or by an evil force or whatever, and he just wants to kill stuff. <laughs>